New build meter boxes are always. I've, I've got this really boring folder on my desktop on my computer yeah, called meter boxes. And every time I see someone put up a, a, a dog crap meter box, I save it to that folder. And it's full of what should be the pinnacle of the engineering of the house now, where the cust- the one place the customer gets to see a bit behind the scenes. Like what's going what on? Are you talking, about? talking about the head? No, you know, the meter box. Like, say, you know, in the good old days, your meter was chucked underneath your stairs with your fuse box, your meter, yeah, your yeah. intake, and everything. And now it's in a box outside your house, isn't it? Because it's a better idea, really. It is a better thing to do. But all I see is that our crap they are. You've got some dodgy armor coming in, all the inner cores on show, um, just all wanked in, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and it's getting on my tits. Right. For reasons. Right. Hold on. So, coming back. So the meter box on the outside of new builds, are they? Yeah, yeah. But we all ones. know we all know the problem with new builds is sub subcontractors on a price, um, with and not just that. What you have is anyone who can anyone who can throw a cable around is pretending to be a electrician on those sites. Yeah, and that's the problem. Is there's there's a multitude of problems, but what I've identified is the meter box is the tie kicking of the electrical industry. So not the electrical industry. The meter box is the tie kicking of new builds. You could open that door and instantly tell whether it's absolute turd or whether you're dealing with someone who knows what they're doing. Um, I don't know if I agree. No, you're wrong, as you say to me. No, well, and here's why. <laughs> because I guarantee it's not the same people doing the meters as it is doing the wiring. No, not the meter. It's never the meters, though. It's always the way they connect their cable to the equipment supplied by the the um, supplier, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I guarantee that's just like someone who goes around and does all them. Probably gets fifty quid a fifty quid a, a connection and does like four hundred in a day. Regardless, though, it's a good indicator into to the stun of your house. And I'd like to see more people educate on this because it's a good way of knocking your. If people started knocking down the builders based on the crap I see in meter boxes, it'd re- rectified pretty quickly, mate. <laughs> have you not seen on tiktok there's a geezer on tiktok he's a welsh geezer and he goes absolutely mm. shocking yeah, yeah 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 mate there's way more problems to deal with what do they call them the bleed things the bleed oh uh oh, i know exactly what you're gonna say i'm not uh, for a start i'm not saying all new builds aren't totally shit because they are <laughs> i don't want to blanket all new builds being absolutely totally shit but they are all totally shit they are and uh, what are they called, them little things? Wheat vents. Wheat vents. Yeah, that's it. And he's always There's finding like one. fake wheat vents and walls that are out and like unfinished windows, gardens uh, flooded out. Mate, there's way more problems with new builds because it's all subcontractor labour on a price, knocking it out as quick as they can and covering up all, all the dodgy stuff, getting pally with the, the geezer who goes like the, the foreman, giving him a drink, he lets it slide, signs off their sheet, they all get paid, they move on, he gets sacked and he don't care because he goes to another job as a subby project manager or whatever. And it is, it's a whole heap of nonsense. And I know Slums we... of the future, mate. Slums of the future. And I'm sure people will be sat there watching this now going, yeah, yeah, because it's what... You know all these things that come out in a few years' time that people get sued over, like PPI... Um, selling insurance with uh, with bank. You remember they used to oh, sell the new ones, oh, diesel cars at the moment, isn't diesel it? Diesel cars, yeah. There's all these. So there's PPI, diesel cars, um, selling you auxiliary products with bank loans like uh, mobile phone shops and all that shit. In the future, 
People will be suing the builders for this shit because the, these asses won't last the mortgage, mate. The roofs will fall off. There's one near me, Red Row. Don't mind naming them because this is what they're doing, yeah? I drove into the yard. In fact, I'm just doing some editing for YouTube of their yard. Yeah, cease and desist letter, and I. Fuck them. Send it to me. I'll give you my address, yeah? Put it in any bin. It'll find me. Um, they've got a stockyard on the site, yeah? And guess what it's full of? Guess what they're growing in there? I think they're growing them. They're growing plastic chimneys. Plastic chimneys. Chimneys made out of fiberglass. Yeah, can't be asked to build a chimney because obviously no one's going to need a chimney nowadays are there with all the gas problems. They've got rows upon rows of plastic fiberglass chimneys. The bricks are plastic. The pots are plastic. The whole lot's plastic. They're just aesthetically pleasing, but they don't perform any chimney function whatsoever. Yeah, what, what about even um, a lot of people like them log burners? Yeah, I've got one. I've got a log burner swear by it. I know it's probably not the most eco thing in the world, but you know what I mean? It's it's under, it's nice to have on. When the Russians cut the gas off this summer and we're all dying, it'll be great. Yeah. But they put in plastic chimneys and asses. Is there not a phrase that says, don't have anything in your house unless it's beautiful or functional? What the fuck's beautiful or functional about a plastic fucking chimney and ass? Because you know what's going to happen to that chimney in 10 years' time? It's going to blow off in a wind and land on some fucker and they're going to sue him. Hold it on. just slums the future. You're going too fast. You're going too fast. I just, right. I, I'm so angry about it. I'm so angry about it. Are you talking about the chimney on top of the roof? The chimney on top of the roof. I will put this on Monday morning when this comes out on Twitter. I'll put a, a, a screenshot of this up, yeah? I drove down the road, and there's all new, you know, like new build houses now. They have to have the new build houses next to the building yard, don't they? Because they can't yeah. afford to just build them. There was a compound. It's full of bricks, drain pipes, all the gubbins they used to make this ass. And in the corner of it, there is a stack of plastic chimneys. I'm talking the brick. So there's a V in them like that. And the bricks are coming up and there's a pot on top and it's all made out of plastic. They just literally plop it on top of the roof to make it look nice. Excellent. What the people, unfortunately, and I'm, not, I'm not against people that are buying these houses because people need to buy houses. But what I'm saying is it's amazing what shit they will sell to people now. Yeah, but do you know what's also amazing is if I'm buying one of those houses, right, I'm. I want to. I'm going to look around. I'm not just. It's not buying a car. You don't just buy a car because it looks nice. You have to like have a look underneath the arches. You have to sort of kick the tires, go around, make sure the engine's running right, check the oil, all that sort of stuff. That's the Why stuff. Why are people it, doing mate? that when they're spending four hundred grand on a house? We know we're in the trades, yeah. Whether you're a sparky, a plumber, a plasterer, whatever it is, yeah. You get to know the other lads. You get to know a bit about each of his trade. So you'll look at someone and go, that plumbing just looks a bit off, to to totally crap. Well, look at brickwork and go, it's off to totally crap. They are building these houses, constructing them and selling them to people that don't know any better, i.e. they are conning decent folk into parting money to buy a piece of shit, which is a sad bit about the trade. And it makes all of us look bad because we're complicit in it. So here's my thing. A lot of the electrical stuff will have been tested. Yeah. Yeah, and I completely agree with it, because you know what test results are worth? Fuck all. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Surely this is where like people like the NIC and NAPIT come in. They're like, right, we know there's a Red Row site down in Canterbury, because I drive past one every morning. Yeah, or or the other shitty-ass builds are available. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Uh, What's the other one? I don't know. There's loads of them in there. Yeah, there's loads of them. Red Row's the biggest one. Anyway, you drive down there and like someone from the NIC must be like, we really need to send someone down to just like go around, pick 10 houses out of the 3 million and just make sure that they are tested right. 
That, I, I you would think that's something they do. But they don't do that. I called them out this on Twitter this week. This was the old reason I want to talk about meter boxes. Because to me, I bet there's plumbers watching this, maybe. Sorry, lads, ladies. Look, they see boilers and go, I can tell the plumbing is shit by looking at the boiler install. They'll be calm to the guy. I can tell the roof is shit by looking at the woodwork on the outside. But for me, it's meter boxes. And I called, I called out, I'm not going to be fair, if you buy a new build house at the minute, tell me if I'm wrong, yeah? Either the NIC or NAPIT sign it off. It, the yeah. certificates will be on one or the other things, yeah? And yeah. what are they actually doing to stop this turn? Because it's not just about a meter box being crap. It's not just about having base installation on show. It's not just about it looking rough or I'm using some clamp that's designed for um, a street lamp in it. What it is, is, is those people doing those shit jobs are undercutting good electricians or indeed any of those shit jobs being done by shit tradesmen are undercutting the good tradesmen and putting them out of business. That's yeah, but all those off. jobs, all those jobs are done on skinny prices, man. Skinny prices. Yeah. Like I've been offered I've... to go on, on them Red Road projects and all the other house building projects around here. I'm not doing it. It's it's it's, it's disgusting work. And yeah. it's, you basically, unless you get a right touch, you're working a 12 hour day to get, I don't know, 100 quid more. Everyone is being taken a piss out of. The buyer, the sparkies that get to do the work are probably trainees that haven't been put in proper pressure that can't do any better. Here's the thing. If you're dumb, a fool and their money are easily parted, is what I say. Correct. Correct. If you're buying a new build house, what you don't go on any forum and just look like, what's the problems with new build houses? And like, I'm sure like you get three million pages come up saying, don't buy this, don't buy that, look out for this, look out for that. People aren't doing their due diligence. They're going, oh, look, we've got a nice new home packet. And then it's they because they've that, got the NIC the, and, and APIT, the uh, Corgi certificates. They've got the HSBC certificate. Is it HSBC? Is that the bank? Hang on. That's the bank. And, and it, the National Home Building, whatever it is. Everyone will know what I mean. It's a trade show, isn't it? But they, they are there to make the public feel warm and fuzzy. But we all know really it's just marketing. I do I do feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna go a bit harder on this, I do feel like the NIC and NAPIT it's hard to blame them and here's why, because they are they're a private no company. They're a <laughs> private company that's there for making money, aren't they? They don't really care about the standards of the industry as long as they can make money and not get sued. Is that fair? Yeah, but <sighs> They're meant to be there to maintain the standard. And I don't see, especially new builds, it's really come down to this. They aren't, the standards are not being maintained. No, and I agree. And I don't I don't understand, like, if they had any ounce of caring or... or maybe they do this. Maybe they do do this. But there's, there's, it doesn't seem on the face of it like there's any evidence they do. Why they wouldn't send out, like, I don't know, someone like Mark Allison to go to one of Who? these... <laughs> one of these sites where there's like 30 houses being built and get someone I'm here on behalf of the NIC or NAPIT and we're gonna, I'm just going to go around and just double check your work I'll say this straight up yeah right I've heard these movements in these organisations because they are getting to be disrespected within the trade right I put some on Twitter and people are telling me that the, the trade disrespects me and I agree with that I know a lot of people don't piss on either of them if it was on fire and it's just the two big boys now there was five of them yeah but I'll put this on the table, right? The first one of them that starts throwing people out for being crap, maintaining high standards, shouting about doing it from the rooftops, will get 
all the respect from the industry and people will swarm to move to them. But NIC don't need to do that, first of all, because they are the they are the premier one. So they they own it they own the industry lock, stock and barrel, basically. Uh, and then you've got only, next- only because they're forced to. Who'd, who'd have part P certifications in that What what spark would have part P whatever the fuck it is if they didn't have to add it of it? Why, why would they have it? Because they want to sign forms easier. But would they in their half hearts say to their, one of their family or their friends go, if you get an NRC test certificate or a NAPIT test certificate, I'm telling you now that job will be done perfectly. No one can actually say that, can they? Yeah, but there's no such thing as a perfect system, though. No, but the stuff we are seeing in new builds on a regular basis on Twitter, the stuff you're seeing for years, the fact that if anyone's ever wrong. complained, they've you're got fucked wrong. off. Well, I'm playing devil's advocate a bit, but with the NIC being the premier one, right? To who, though? Premier to who? And why does that come from? Like, well, who's bigger than the NIC? No one. Yeah, but bigger what? Bigger at what? An organisation marketing? Respect? I'm talking, if someone grabs I'm, t- I'm talking in every, me- in every measurable um, metric, in every metric, they are the biggest, the most respected... Yes. Everything about them, every measurable metric, they are superior to NAPIT. Do you know why? On paper. I'll tell you why. Because NAPIT was the new boys to the game. A lot of people moved to them park kicking around. When I was a sparker in... When I trained in 1999, when I come out my time, I think, 2000, I was like, the firm I worked for, NIC, the NIC inspector come out and do a thorough job. This is all before Park P. They were respected. If you were an NIC firm, you were getting checked, you were getting certified, and you were keeping a standard. And when Park P came out, and I know I fucking can't cut about this all the time, all that shit went out the window. And for yeah, 15 years, that, they've though. been relying on that. Yeah, but you say that. People like people do do like do have to go right through the ringer when they get their NIC done now. It's not like they come in and go, hello, mate, do you want a cup of coffee? Bosh. They don't, I, no. I don't. But, so why are these... Why are these I've got pictures of, of meter intakes and new builds yet oh, that have been done by NRC firms. This is what I'm saying. You can't police every installation. There are going to be crap installations. And some of these companies, well, I'm making this up now. I kind of feel like some of these companies <laughs> will... Here's a thing that I, I know happens quite a lot on, on these new build jobs because there's so many around here. A company will start them, go under... Mm-hmm. Or slide yep. off another company to take over. You might have two or three companies go through them them new builds. So no, no one company is responsible. And then you've Even got a load of subcontractors. <laughs> yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Some some of the some of the uh, jobs that have been offered out around here are like third hand. So who do you sue? Who will you sue? Because they'll not be around. They probably. I mean, it'd be if I was an unscrupulous contractor myself. Maybe I'd take on a new build as an estate. Put a, 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 a just enough to make some money job in, start up a company, do the job, fold the company, make the money. Who are you going to say? Because the company's gone. But I don't so know I'm... if that's a, a widespread practice, but I, I know that if you've done it right, they know if they are pulling the wool over over people's eyes. So say you're Fat Sam Electrical, right? And mm. I go and get 50 plots tomorrow, and I'm like, right, we are going to tear the arse out of this. And I go in, I do a really crap job. I'll yep. get paid. I'll get paid my final instalment. And then I'm bam. I fold my company. I drive around in my in my new Ferrari. And, and there's no comeback, is there? 
What I'd like to know is, and I, I don't know the answer to this, and I appreciate it's in a live show, so people will have to put things in the comments and discuss it, yeah? If it is, and I, I keep going to the NRC, but when I, let's talk about the two groups, yeah, the NRC and Napier, yeah? Yeah. I get the completion pack for the house of the builder. It's got one of those certificates in. Does that not give me the right to go to them and go, hey, this guy, these, 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 pe these people paid you money. They were in your gang. Uh, my house is not right. You better get someone to come fix it. Yeah, but does, I think they is do. that a thing? I think they do. They do that. They do send so, out, like, say, you get something to do with, like, a promise or something. I think that is right, yeah, like a, like a guarantee. Like, we yeah. have said this person's good enough. So if everyone gets their houses inspected properly, all these things that go up on Twitter, these pictures get mixed by. I don't think it's like that straightforward, though. I don't think you could just phone up and be like, my well, house it wouldn't be, would it? Because it would cost a fortune to rectify. But, yeah, I'd be interested to know that. And uh, I think more... You know what? I know you're going to hate this. Yeah. More grassing's needed. No, I don't care about grassing. I'm not some sort of villain. Um, <laughs> you know I, mean? like, <laughs> I, 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 live, I live on the dark side. We have a code. <laughs> no, I don't care about all that. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily grassing. I think it's like protecting your livelihood. If there's someone out there that's getting all the work and they're doing a terrible job and the reason they're getting all the work is because their prices are the lowest and uh, like, you know, they need pulling. They I don't think this is perfect. Like, and, you know, yeah, People know I do stuff with the Prince one to one, I do stuff with Mark, yeah, but I don't think every trainee apprentice in the game is a fucking unicorn hero. Some of them are dickheads. Same with Sparking. I, I'm not, I don't work in this Sparky trade as such anymore, but it's where I got brought up. It's how I made up my money. I've got a lot of time for it and I want to dig it out. I think the only way to improve the trades for people to start looking inside and go, you know what? You're wasting your fucking time waiting for your, I'll list them all off now, ECA, NIC, NAPIT, Searchshaw, you know, every single one of them, you're wasting your time waiting it's for them to drop the chat. It's everyone's got to get involved. It's got to be a community thing, hasn't it? Here's the thing, though. Um, and I'm a big proponent of this, even though I'm, I'm a big proponent of it, but I'm an actual mess in real life. But self-responsibility, like, making, yeah, yeah. like, if you're never, like, that age-old thing is you don't compete on price, right? You just don't. You can, but that's you the, that's the kind of society we're in into, unfortunately. No, I don't think so. Like, competing on price is, is a mug's game, first of all. And then Correct. you compete on reputation and quality of work. Mm -hmm. That's it. And, like, and, and I think it doesn't take a lot to get a decent rep for what you're doing. You just got to turn up when you say you're going to turn up, do a decent job, do a tidy job and, and walk away and not have any problems. And before you know it, you've got a decent rep. If you're going in there and, and you're selling on, on, on price and just going in and smashing it in and out and, and you know, getting called back three times, then that's a like... The problem is people aren't calling you back. Because I've talked about this before, I'm sure everywhere I say, look, people aren't calling people back because they don't know it's wrong. And I've had jobs like... I, in the trade out of a controls engineer, process engineer, big factory and stuff. And I've had people go, can you come and sort a job out for us? I go, yeah, I get it down there. And go, who the fuck's done this? I'm like, oh, we got someone else because your price was too expensive. <laughs> You're like, are you fucking mad? Like, this is going to cost 10 times the amount to sort out. But that has happened to me numerous times. I go, we only get you in when we really want something fucking up. And that happens. But it's great saying there isn't price is the better, but People have budgets, and unfortunately, a lot of businesses are run by accountants. And an accountant thinks apples is apples. They think that they, sparking number one's what? price and sparking number two's price is for the same thing when it's not. I had a row with someone on site the other day because no. it, 
Yeah, because he's like, <laughs> listen, um, if everyone wraps up at five t- uh, at, at quarter two, we're losing a lot of man hours. Like, and we can't afford that. And I was like, that's quite possibly the stupidest way of adding up productivity is time man hours based on time people wrap up. Yeah, because if you like, it was on a Friday and everyone wrapped up at like quarter to four rather than at five to four. He's like, if everyone like we've got forty geezers on site, if everyone wraps up at ten at, at quarter two, we lose ten minutes each. That's a hell of a lot of man hours. And I, I was like, you know that you it's know clinical, that. isn't it? It's a clinical accountancy nasty. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. It takes, no. it's like of all the ways of measuring something, that's the dumbest way because that's bottom line in it. But it doesn't take into the fact that like, when any scientist will tell you that it's all about variables and how you control the variables. They're talking like, they're talking like, uh, you start work until you're told to stop. On a Friday, past three o'clock, who's working? Well, yeah, people become productive, don't they? Like, I used to pull ghosters, like, 24 hours solid work. By hour 17, you've seen unicorns, <laughs> you know what I mean? You've yeah, seen, you your you seen your dead grandma walk down the corridor carrying tools because you're useless, but you're there. But they think, because you're there, it realistically, I... I Anyone challenge this? If you've got a load of decent sparks on the site and you let them all go every day, half an hour earlier, you'll get that hour back in triple in productivity. Yeah, in just like, happiness. Why? Oh, the firm I work for now, I'm not going to fucking name them. I'm not going to suck them off loving this thing. Yeah, but today I got I got paid my bonus. I've not been there three months, but it's a quarterly bonus. They said we're paying you the whole bonus. We're not going to prorate. I was like. Fucking it, fuck yeah! I'm grafting for you. Not mean to pay me above the going rate, and I think if the phone rings, I go and do the job. They keep me up here, and that is there's not many firms like that. No, there isn't. I mean, like the firm I'm working for at the moment, well, the site I'm working on, the team I'm working on, we're all quite like we just want to get the job done. Like everyone, that sort is of... the secret in it. That's what you want your employees to feel like. We want to get the job done, but to a high standard, to a standard. Yeah, so we're like, all here, pull them the same direction, do yeah, what we want to get. Going. Everyone's like, no one's it's a fun, it's quite a rare one actually, because it's like we all want to get it done, we're all working in the same direction. It's quite a nice, it's quite nice actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't, I'm, I'm not really big on leaving early because then you start expecting it, and then when you don't get it and all that, I don't really like all that. I like just to do my hours and I'm done. I know what to expect. There's no more, no less. Do you know what I mean? I hate all that. So I, I'm quite basic with things like that. I, I'd rather not leave early and instead of waiting for someone to say, oh, we're going to leave early. No, I'm here till four o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, but what is that? Is that like you you stop working at four o'clock? Or is, I remember this used to be an argument where I used to work. They say start no, at eight. It's not that Are you meant different. to be starting working at eight or do you have to get there at eight? Where does it end? And there's always people who've got the different ideas, and that's how the arguments start and the uh, carnage begins. No, it's, listen. If I sometimes I get there at like twenty to eight, and I'm and I'm just like, well, what am I going to do? Sit down. I've people just do that, don't they? They'll sit yeah, there. Till I, I just go and get my tools and be like, what 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 he's doing? Like, I'm not bothered about that. Like twenty minutes, give or take, really doesn't bother my life. One as thing that does wind me up. A bit back. Huh? Or- as long as it's one of them, minute. I started a bit early this morning. Can I get off a bit early? I need to get the bus at five two. And oh yeah, great. No, but it swings and roundabouts. There's magic in it. That's what makes yeah, the world go Sometimes round. we might wrap up at quarter to f- quarter to three. Start wrapping up at quarter to three and be out the door at five, 
No, not on this site so much. No, to, to be honest with you, it doesn't really bother me. Like, I'm not that bothered. Because some like, people just... are, aren't there? They're the ones, aren't they, that fuck it all up for everyone. <laughs> the thing is, it's such a, like, it's such a good screw. There's a good, there's a good bunch of lads there. We all, like, it, it's, sometimes it's quite funny. And you just get there, you do your work. You're only there for eight hours, mate. Like, that. that's that's a nice day. Eight hours, I think it's two hours too long. But as far as this trade's concerned, it, eight hours is is a nice day. And it's, it's decent money. And I just get go there and I do the best I can. I'm really not that bothered about... And the old concept, like, getting somewhere at eight-ish, finishing at four-ish, having about half an hour-ish for lunch is great. But... We all know who fucks that system up, and it's just the dickhead on site, it? See, I don't think they last long on these sites. I really don't. They are, this is like an old family company, and like they're all right. They're not too bad, to be fair. They're not too bad. And I've had, and I have worked for some horrendous <laughs> companies. Horrendous. There was this one job in um, up near Heathrow. I was working on. Um, it was a data center. Mate, it was 12-hour shifts, compulsory seven days. Um, and the geezer there was called Cartel, the Irish geezer. And he was the biggest dickhead in the world. <laughs> like, he was a horrible, nasty weasel of a geezer. And the, it was just... the closer to the M25 you are, the more of a bunch of dickheads the managers are. Uh, I'm going to get some... I don't know about that. Email I... for that. I don't know about that. But... um. Getting back to the meters, so you think the meters set the standard for the building? It's the tire kicking. That's the best way I can put it. It's the tire kicking of electrical installations in a new build. There's always got to be someone that shows, like for the plumber, it's the boiler. What's the pipe work under the boiler like? For other trades, have their own way of thinking, but for me, it's vast quickly becoming the tire kicking of the new build. But I know they're all shit anyway. <laughs> so. I wonder. I wonder if there's like a firm out there that actually delivers sweet. Yeah, little independent builders. I, I hate the entire concept of like these massive estates going up. I think we should get a package Eight of land, divide it into five house bays, and give it to little builders because all it is is it's a load of fucking stinking rich building the c word. Yeah, making loads of money when you could have little independent builders bringing up in, in the little trainees and stuff. And it'd be a lot better. You get you get different styles of asses, different shapes, different sizes, lots more organic. Whereas these these massive estates build five six houses around me, they're just slums of the future, mate. That's all they are. And people well, have got to buy them. I know what you mean because they, they are springing up everywhere. And I actually got the ump the other day because where I live, there's a roundabout, and on one of the segments of the roundabout, like there's a field where they've just where they've had they used to have horses in there. Like, yep. since we moved down here, they've had horses. Them horses are gone. They've just finishing up a plot over there. They've bought that plot. That plot's going to go up now. And you just think, mate, why are you building houses there? They're just, the simple fact is, <laughs> there's too many people. Yeah. Can't keep building you know houses. What they you know what they reckon? Councils, Ponzi schemes. need to build 700 houses a day just to break even on the amount of people in this country. The problem is it's a Ponzi scheme. The councils only make money by building new houses. There's a lot of stuff on the internet about it. It's not some crap pot. The councils make money out of new houses. I feel like I need to, to get to my tinfoil hat out. To keep the roads going, they have to build more houses. To keep the infrastructure going, there's more houses. They make loads of council tax. It's just carnage. I don't know if anyone's in Nottingham near me, uh, but we've got a big problem in Nottingham City Centre. I don't know if it's happened anywhere else. That 
every single building, not a city centre, is being turned into student flats. If the students could stop coming to Nottingham, it'd be a barren waste town because investment firms are making money out of it. They've sold kids the oh, dream. Do you know what? It's not that different to um, Canterbury. Canterbury has like is obviously Durham as well. I think is a big like not just big student towns like every fucking Mate, thing in everything. them towns is related to students. Everything like every old office block, every like patch of land has got brand new um, student accommodation going up, and you think who wants to even live in these student accommodations? They're just basically, they're just fires waiting to happen, aren't they, as well? And also, students nowadays, they don't go on the piss. They don't support the local pubs and infrastructure. They just drink alone in the room. They, they drink alone in their flats, in their groups. That's what, honestly, I, 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 I speak to people in the pubs around Nottingham. The pubs are all dying. Um, bars are dying because it's a vicious sore because it's too expensive for them to drink. They don't go what out and just go to pubs. It's When's the crazy. last time you went out to a bar? Not a pub. But a bar. I'm 40, mate. I don't go to bars. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> don't go buy nice it. clothes. Like you, you, you've got to go out. You've got to stand around all awkward. You've got to make sure your hair's done nice, and you, you're wearing like a blazer. And you're like, why am I wearing a fucking? I'll blazer? tell you a total. It's a total non-electrical story because that's what this podcast's all about this time. Yeah. A few Christmas ago, before COVID, we went downtown. Load of us always go out for Christmas, and we all get together. Yeah. So we're in this bar, and this bar's like a proper bar. It's full of kids that are a little bit younger than me, but it's got older clientele in it. And they've got ping-pong tables and um, oh, pinball tables and all that shit yeah. in there, yeah? And I'm in there supping, and I was at first, and I went over last. I'm talking like on the 3 o'clock night bus. And different people kept coming in and going. And I was like, I'm quite sociable. So I stopped while they all came through. And uh, I was drinking, drinking, drinking in this bar. And I got outside to go to the bus stop at three o'clock and I sat at the bus stop and I just started vomiting up everywhere like some four-year-old. It was ridiculous. And after that, I was like, I'm never going to town again because I'm just an embarrassment to men. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the last time I went out drinking. I go darts every week to the pub. I think it's important to support local pubs, but as for going downtown in pubs you can't hear, no those days are gone for me. No chance. No way. My favourite way of going out now is... Uh going out for dinner, nice bottle of wine, maybe two, couple beers to start us off, you know, and then nice food, nice wine, and then like get home and go straight to sleep. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I like pubs. I'm sure a lot of people do like the pubs, like spitting sodas pubs, little bit of music in the background, but not sleeping here. And I, I'm sure everyone gets to that stage, but pubs are dying as well, aren't they? I mean, I'm really lucky where I live that there is lots of them, but yeah, that's where the business used to be done. Yeah, you have to be a decent spark to afford the booze nowadays, don't you? That's the problem. Yeah, but like five pound a pint, you're like, why am I paying a fiver for this? Oh, well, I know the last time I went to a pub, I was out with my mate Martin um, not too long ago. They was doing like, what is it, a carnival down where he lives near, near Bogner, and he was like, and the kids were doing the carnival and stuff, and it was about five floats, and you had to walk a couple of miles. And Mike just turned to me and went, let's go to the pub instead. So we left the women and the children <laughs> and we went and sat in the pub and we we're drinking. I think, I think we we're drinking for about four or five hours. But again, it was so expensive. I weren't even that drunk. I was sitting outside, which I don't like doing sitting in direct sunlight. I'm not good with that. I'm basically a vampire. And I was just, I didn't really enjoy it, to be honest. I, I, it was all, I love, I remember. And you may remember this well when you used to go to the pub on site on a Friday dinner time, Friday lunch time. 
sink three or four pints. Sometimes I, I'm a bit more that. Go back to work. I know this sounds ridiculous because many people have seen me completely smashed on this podcast. Um, but I'm not a big drinker, so I would never do that at lunchtime. I'm not a big drinker as well, but I I remember labouring. We used to the, the pub around the corner. This is how old it was, yeah. We used to do steak and chips for two pound fifty, and on a Friday we'd all pre-order and go in this boozer. It's in Nottingham. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what the boozer's called, but it's in Nottingham, proper rough part of Nottingham, where there's bunch of student accommodation. Funny enough, and uh, I was in a trench with a guy who was digging up an old clay pipe, smashing it out, and putting it in a plastic pipe in. And we went around the pub at lunchtime. Got there at 12 o'clock, bang these steak things down. There's all about, about 20 of us. Four pints in, we better go back and finish this job off. And the first thing that happened was, you ever seen the young ones when they're in the um, cellar digging for oil with a pickaxe? You ever seen uh, the young ones, though? Listen, so they say, I'm like that. Same. I'm like that. And the guy leant down to have a look at the old, and I lifted the hammer up straight to his face and bust all his face open. And at that point, the pub got banned. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was totally acceptable at the time. I don't know, man. I... Bring back Friday drinking on site. That's what I say. That'll make everyone chill the fuck out, wouldn't it? Well, it's different now, though, isn't it? It's different now because it like I've been on sites where it's pretty lively on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> pretty lively, and I'm like, oh, mate. Now, to be honest with you, where I'm old now, like, there's no way I could drink at lunchtime and then function for the rest of the afternoon. No way. I need to go to a little corner right. and have a snooze. I couldn't do it. That's what young kids are for. That's why, as you talk, as you said, like you don't like doing containment anymore because you have to use these. Whereas now, the ages we are, sparkers, we should be using these. Bro, let me tell you, I haven't done anything other than fucking pulling in armoured this week in the bastard heat as well. Fanning about on the roof. You can't really tell because it's really bright in here for some reason. But like, I'm tanned up. I've been on the roof all week, pulling in 150mm armoureds, 95s and all that, up the side of a bloody hospital, right the way down. It, is, is, that, is that not a cable gang's job nowadays? I mean, I've, I've, I used to do jointing and term, terminating all the time, and I never used to pull the cables in, oddly. I can do know. it, but yeah. I thought on jobs like that, it was always a cable gang's job. And the thing is, when I'm fat, I have to sort of try harder to roller. keep up with everyone else. Because I don't want to be like a fat disabled. Do you know what I mean? So I have to try and keep up with everyone. Are you that guy? Do you, do you put, I don't know about some cable pulls now, optical mind will, will get this out. Yeah? You go, huh, And the who is the prep for the pull. And the who is when you yeah. pull. And we'd all be like, oh. And then there'd always be that guy who could see me he's just, he's just making this motion in the middle of not coming to any contact yeah. with the cable whatsoever like that. and then yeah. when you stop singing it'd still be like that yeah that's me fuck that's me I'm like that <laughs> Just... oh yeah but then you get stuck on a bend where you've got no choice but to graft listen there is a guy on site right I'm not going to say his name but he is 71 years old and he's still sparking right he does it whenever the, a job comes up he doesn't need to spark he's sweet but he yeah. does it. If a job comes up, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. A bit of money. He's 71 years old. You would never know it in a million years. I know he's, a few like this. The, the, it, I know phenomenal. what you're saying. I know a few lads like it. It's phenomenal. And like, he's talking about, oh, yeah, I'll come back from um, Australia in 79 and stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean 79? You went to... <laughs> you're sparking. 
in seventy nine. Fifty years. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm away this week with a TA uh, arm reserve, what you want to call it, yeah. And what baffles me is these blokes there that will go like, oh yeah, when before you was born, I was in it, I was in the army doing doing electrical work. You're like, I can't even comprehend it. Me head, like you, Mate, you was this doing is... this trade, actually traded, trade trained before I was even born. I know, and it's like, like and, and his us thinking, listen, I've got quite a bit of experience now. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> this guy, this guy. Was sparky when I was in my dad's ball bag. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> that's this is the same guy on site. I moved out, and like, I, and he's just got so much energy. Like, honestly, he's more useful than me. Because, because like, I think working keeps the got to keep this going, ain't you? That's when people die. People, oh, mate, how many like, blokes he worked with that retired and died? I ain't that guy. I could retire no. tomorrow and be just fine sitting on the sofa and then going training once 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 a day. I'd be just fine. Yeah, but some people I've seen them happen. They 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 they're able bodied. They're running around like in the sixties. They look good. They retire. You see them three weeks later. They look like they're dying. Like I've seen it happen. Yeah, that's. I think I am one of them. I think I need to keep going, otherwise I'll just turn to a fat mess and stop. I, w- I would happily give up work tomorrow and be just fine and live the exact amount of life I was meant to live. And um, <laughs> the other thing is as well, mate, my knees, this one knee, my right knee, oh, my God. If I go on my knees for more than one minute... That's your problem. Dead. Well, do you know what? I bought them, you know them um, tough-built knee pads? Have you seen them? They look like something from Iron Man. Yep. They're the best things ever. No, we're not. Listen, they're the best things ever. And no, guess what's wrong, what what's wrong with knee pads? What is wrong with knee pads? What's fundamentally wrong with knee pads? What's fundamentally wrong with knee pads? They encourage you to kneel. And kneeling's a fucking dickhead's game. Yeah? Just sit. If you can kneel, you can oh, sit. You're not, you're not in the fucking army. You're not keeping on point. If you can kneel in the trade, you can sit. Get something to sit on. Sit on the floor. Sit cross-legged. Kids, if anyone, if any fucking kids watching this, don't kneel. It's a foot. It's worse than smoking. All right, no, it's not. But it's a smoking for your knees. Don't so, do it. What happened to me is, I went on this job when I first moved down here, um, on the Pfizer building. During, like, not peak COVID, but coming yeah, out. Yeah, I saw some COVID. videos on it, didn't you? Yeah, and you had to be in in this mezzanine, and I used to sit in there all the time, obviously because. I'm good at sitting, but sometimes it required you to kneel. And I had these DeWalt knee pads, which were comfortable for like, I don't know, five minutes. But if you're under there for a couple of hours, you might as well not be wearing them. And that's why I got them um, tough built knee pads, which are the most excellent thing I ever got. And guess what? I lost them immediately leaving that job, leaving a job. And I've just... They literally arrived just before this podcast. I had to buy another set. Put it this way, right? It's only, the only place you'll, you'll fuck your body up on purpose is your knees, yeah? If yeah. I said do a handstand, you'd be like, oh, my head really hurts. And I'd go, here, I bought you a really good pillow to stop your head hurt. And you'd go, guys, I'll fucking crack. But when it's your knees, it's totally acceptable. So my advice is I use the DeWalt tough boxes. Use that as a seat. Use a fucking bucket as a seat. Just sit on anything that gets to the right height. Just don't go on your knees then. You won't fuck your knees up. Is my advice to young lads. I know it's oh, I know people will laugh because there's just 
who says you've got to go on your knees? Where's this rule? There is no you're rule that says you've got to kneel. Listen, you're not wrong. And I fundamentally agree with you in every single way. But there, but when you do need to go on your knees, use the Tough Built ones. Hashtag not sponsored by Tough Built. But what I will say is they're the greatest knee pads I've ever bought. I love them. I'm going to go and put them on after this podcast and sit in, in my living room with them on. Every single carpet fitter is a cripple at 14. Don't go on your knees, kids. <laughs> you don't see any old boy carpet fitters still fitting carpets at 71, do you? But you might be proud of this. Um, I needed They needed someone to do some cable tying underneath the mezzanine. And the, the guy in charge says, oh, Sam, can you get under there and do that? And I was like, mate, I'm not saying no. But what I'm saying is, if I do that, I will not be in work tomorrow, but mm. I will get some knee pads and do it tomorrow. Yeah, and that's fair one. This fair one. What, what the honestly, good thing is, like that should be rotated. Like any shit job should be rotated. Everyone should do an hour at it a yeah, day. It's not really a case of that. Like everyone mucks in, but he was like, "No, I'll get you. If if your knees are bad, your knees are bad." So I don't mind. Like I don't mind mucking in. It's just I know if I go on my knees for more than maybe a couple of minutes. I'm not walking up the stairs tomorrow. It's really easy, Sam, for me to be here and say, don't do this, don't do that. After 40 years of fucking my body up for the trade, but I mean, when you was, we're both about the same age, aren't there? If I'd have been, if you'd have had some 40-year-old geezer come to you when you was 18 and say, don't go on your knees, just be like, oh, fuck off, you boring old dick. And I appreciate that's what I am now. I sound like that, but um, never, never distrust an old man in a, in a game that will kill you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not wrong, mate. I am... Um... I tell you what, I, I am wrong though because I would have told anyone if I if I bumped into myself on the side, giving all this advice, I'd be like, "Fuck off!" But I know now I've no, learned the hard way that experience means a lot. I was doing a load of um, doing a load of low level tray at an Amazon factory, loads of it, all low level containment, and everyone was doing it off their knees, and I was like, "That's mental." It was like a concrete floor. They had knee pads on and stuff, but they was all doing it off their knees. You know what I brought in? I brought in a little roller really chair. Yeah, like a mechanic has the um, exactly track, yeah for my garage. I've got because uh, well, my garage I used to have, and everyone was like, "Wow, that's good." And before you knew it, by the end of the week, everyone had one. Always set yourself up for a job. Again, you've nailed it on the head there. If you're going around fitting sockets, you got one of them. You could lie down to it, couldn't you? Could lie yeah. down and do sockets. Yeah. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. God, this is getting useful, isn't it? What are we giving out this good advice for? Should we charge for this in some kind of business course? Lads, <laughs> I'll say, lads and ladies, I'll save your knees for just $19.99 a month if you can start to my 18-part knee-saving course. Yeah, I mean, here's another thing I do without fail now. I then fold out workhorse things because I ain't cutting containment on the floor or on a bin or on hmm. the windowsill or whatever, some awkward ass place to cut your shit. I don't do it anymore. You always find a bit of scrap wood, like a bit of board that you can put across it. You can put all your tools in there, drill a couple of holes, put your drills in there, and you're sweet. We I, said, I, didn't we? I think we said it on the podcast of the week. Getting yourself set up is a sign of a, a good sparker. You're the one that's going to get all the work. You get set up nice. You don't make it, don't make the job hard for yourself, do you? No. And, and so I've done a board this week, just like second fixing the board. And obviously you've got to number up all the all the all the cables and that. I'm standing next to the board and there's nowhere to put anything. So I've got my little workhorse out, put them together, set myself up with all the little numbers and stuff, and I'm standing there, my back's not aching, 
I'm not having to bend down every two seconds. It's just little things like that you sort of come to appreciate in your old age. If we're going to be a community then, like I said earlier, then I'd like to people to put in the comments their advice to this. Not that, don't be a dick in the comments like someone keeps being. <laughs> put some nice tips in the comments that we can talk about at a late day because no. I bet there's some people out there, some stormers, although there is that one nubbin in the comments, you know you are. Yeah, you know you are. I'm not mentioning names, he knows who he is. He's always putting a nasty there. Not about me. No one said I've got a fat head. But yeah, put your tips in the thing. I bet there's some corkers. There is. Right, I reckon Monday Club, we're out.